Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to all the common sense changes in gun laws that would make us say, oh wait, wrong, wrong introduction, sorry. That's right. That's the wrong introduction. I had you mixed up with some of our elected leaders around here. But Joe Whose is brilliant diamet- and witty commentary drives the show. <laughs> How's that for well, a change? yeah, how about that? <laughs> me or yours? Well, either one of us. <laughs> yeah, or not. Or not. It drives the show into the ground. Right, at high speed. <laughs> All right. Welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Uh, Joe Margranahan is here. He happens to be the mayor of Shemokin Dam. That's an elected position. You're going to keep on running year after year? You're going to keep this up? I was just elected last year. I've got three more years and a couple of months to go, so I'm not even thinking about that. All right, so Joe's not going to run again. It's official, everybody. So now is your opportunity. <laughs> Get your uh, campaign for Shemokin Dam mayor. Is there ever, you ever have opposition for mayor in Shemokin Dam? I did, yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. other people have run. All right, so that's Joe McGranahan. Let's see, he's also in charge of global tsunami response for FEMA. No, volcanoes. I volcanoes. keep telling you, I've changed to volcanoes. You have a PEMA, and for <laughs> PEMA. But Pennsylvania doesn't have any volcanoes. Well, that's why I have very little work to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, that's Joe. Of course, he's a natural-born conservative, but he likes to listen to people's opinions for a short time before he dismisses them outright. I'm Mark Lawrence. I portray a good liberal on the radio, but not well. Well, I, I portray a good liberal. No, liberal, bad. Oh, okay. Conservative, good. Okay, I got you. That's right. There's only one way to look at it. All right. That's right. All right, so we got an open day. We hope to hear from Stephen Portnoy from CBS as the hour progresses about COVID-19 and the uh, counterterrorism strike that uh, the uh, U.S. inflicted on an al-Qaeda leader. So we can talk about that with Stephen Portnoy. Hopefully, we'll get squared away with him when he comes on this hour, and we'll get that uh, hooked up. And we can talk about other topics, too. We have two emails on two different uh, topics, so we hope to get to those as the uh, show progresses. Uh, we will And I've got a really good analysis of the Inflation Reduction Act. From Fox News? It's from several sources. Ah. Among them, Fox News, okay. yes. Okay. All right. So we can get to that as uh, time permits. But, uh, yeah, we're going to open up the phones. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. And you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, with that, we'll go to the phone line. Some folks are eager to get started. Mike from Bloomsburg's on the radio. He's been cut off on, uh, I think, the past two or three times that he called in because of either time frames or other callers bumping in line. So he's got an open mic, sir. Go right ahead. And there are some things on my chest I want to get off. Oh, okay. good. I can hardly wait. Go ahead. <laughs> so ye- yesterday, I'm, I'm uh, driving home. My wife's actually in the hospital. She had some surgery. She's doing okay. And uh, I turned on the radio. 
and I couldn't get your station, and I couldn't get the one upriver that I listened to, so I had to turn on the satellite. And I'm hearing this guy say, and this uh, Democrat backer from Harvard Law School was addressing a crowd, you know, and I, but I don't have the whole context, but he was an educated man, and he was talking about Herschel Walker, who's running for the uh, Republican uh, governor, not governor, but Senate. the Republican Senate seat in Georgia. Okay, he used to be a, a football star and everything. And, and I'm going to summarize what he said. And I'm assuming he was talking to uh, Democrats, and it's my belief that they were mainly uh, not, not white. Okay. And he said, Herschel Walker is uneducated and uneduc- uh, unintelligent. Okay. And that's why the Republicans like him, because they can tell him what to do and what to say, and he'll do it. They <laughs> like a candidate that will do what they're told. And I'm listening to that, and then I'm saying, you know what? It's almost like they're saying, Herschel Walker saying, yes, master, yes, master. And, and if that was the case, and I've been trying to find that uh, exactly, that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. Yeah. It is. But and it's I, typically and, you know the what? way it's typically... I don't think the... I'm off base on, on what I heard, even though I didn't have the visual. And you can make mistakes, but I don't think I did. Well, it's typically the way people on the left treat any person of color who happens to be a conservative. You know, they're, they're terrible. They're Uncle Tom. They're they're stupid. They, they don't understand what's going on. I mean, you can see this with the way they've treated almost any black conservative who surfaces. You know, you're exactly right. I, I, I watch some of these people that you're talking about on TV, you know, the, the, the blacks, or it doesn't matter what, Asians, whatever. And I say, I wish I had their intelligence, their composure, their demeanor. They, they are just awesome people. And then when you hear the left talk about them, they're evil. <laughs> just like the me. The same person. You know, evil. Yeah, same person. But anyway, so that was one thing. And then... Uh, Again, I'm not a big mainstream media uh, consumer. I just kind of nibble on the edges of what's out there. And uh, supposedly this chip bill, for every dollar that's spent directly on uh, chip manufacturing, there's like three and a half or four dollars being spent on other things buried in the bill. And the same thing is true with this you know, Green New Deal that's been repackaged into a uh, supposedly a bill that's going to lower inflation. You know, it's $3, $3 for all the slush funds and $1 for the windmills and the uh, solar panels. And, and to me, when you get almost an 800-page bill and expect people to vote on it, I guess there are a lot of people that are just doing what they're told to do in, in that case, because I, I doubt that they read it, took the time to, to go over every word and, and, and understand the ramifications. I, I understand in the big group you got to have a, a consensus sometime, but I, I think people like me are getting sick of these big bills that are supposed to accomplish one thing, and there's all kinds of other things buried in there, either uh, for the purpose of slush funds or a poison pill to get the other uh, people to, to vote against it. And, and that bothers me that we don't, we don't have a, a government that's you know, working together 
for a common goal because boy that's what we need right now we don't have government leaders that are honest you know you hear this from Washington where either the Democrat or Republicans are uh, disclosed that they have been instructed by party leadership to come down hard on one issue or another or one bill or another and this is what they should emphasize you know they should en- emphasize that the the burn pit legislation is changed massively with uh, what 400 billion dollars in mm-hmm. added funding or something or that they're supposed to oppose you know the burn pit because of this or that so yeah you, you, well, really do you remember see when this. we had congressman dis- marino here and he left uh, this was some a t- couple of years back. He mm-hmm. left, and he left his talking points with him neatly oh, printed that's out. Right. <laughs> yeah, Republican that's National that's Committee. Well, that's right. They had all the talking yeah. points there. Democrats that he was bad. Supposed to hit. Right. Republicans good. <laughs> and I'm sure the Democrats have exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we still have that. It's framed. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Republican it, it, talking really, points. It's really, it's it's disheartening when when we are in serious trouble. Now, a lot of people. You know, my friends on the left, they think that everything's going just the way it should be, and, and Biden has really turned this country around. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're getting the same uh, pension check that I am, and they're watching this value drop, you know, 8 and 9%, 10% a year now. And, uh, they, but they don't seem to mind because they're really happy listening to Joe and listening to the Democrats say that people like me are evil. And, and I just... Are you, do you think it, it, Democrats are supporting Joe Biden right now? I, I've seen several polls that he's really losing support among Democrats. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen them, too. But the, the narrative now that this has been a successful week that's turned the uh, Biden presidency around, he, he killed a terrorist that... When Trump did it, you know, Trump was a monster, but now now uh, Biden does it, and uh, hey, this is this is really nice, you know. And let's see what else is happening. Oh, he's he's got the he's got the Green New Deal back on track. He's got the Republicans on the run with the uh, burn pit issue. There's a, I mean, Democrats are fired up right now, and they, and they have this abortion to rally around. They're really, you know, thinking that that's their ace in the hole. Well, you haven't mentioned so, the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, yeah, that, okay, that was the third thing I wanted to talk about. Now, I, I Okay, one minute, we got another probably, caller waiting. Okay, you guys are my age, so you've been around a while, and you've watched these acts come and go. And most of the time, and it doesn't matter what party it is, but when they come out and say they're going to fix a problem, usually it either stays the same or get worse, <laughs> that problem, okay? And to me... The inflation reduction thing, they, they may get lucky. Inflation may come down. I mean, you know, things are dropping in price right now because demand is starting to be suppressed. But, again, the, the, the numbers are out there. The people that are spo- supposedly honest are saying, at best, it's a break-even point on the effect of inflation. But that's not what you hear if you listen to the mainstream news. All right, we got yeah. you. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling Take in. Take care. You're welcome. Bye. All right, uh, it's Tom. interesting that he. Oh, I'm sorry that he mentions that the 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 bill that we're talking about, the nonpartisan or the not the nonpartisan, but the Inflation Reduction Act. The Republicans are sounding the alarm after the nonpartisan Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation released data over the weekend estimating the corporate tax will be passed down, raising taxes on Americans across every income bracket. What? All right, Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, boy, that was terrible. They must have, somebody must have really spiked the red Kool-Aid that Mike's drinking. <laughs> Man, I mean, that was bad. I don't know what they put in it, but they must have put some something out red to make it more red. That was terrible. Yep, he but, definitely uh, sees things uh, through conservative lenses. There's no argument there. I called it to, 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 you know, to give Biden a lot of credit there. Uh, 
when Obama was president and Biden was vice president, they got Osama uh, bin Laden, and then they put a rookie in there, and uh, they got to get another good guy in there, and now they got the other one. I got this number two in charge. I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive. The other guy couldn't get the job done. <laughs> I think it's probably I mean, a matter of time. That's pretty impressive, I think. Did you happen to hear the story that said that they've been tracking this guy? They have only knew his whereabouts for the last two years. Right. Which well, have hardly said, been Donald Trump's fault, Tom. I mean, they said George W. Bush started all this. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that that's, I just been, uh, I know you guys complained about the gas prices, how high the gas prices was, and that was Biden's fault. Well, now they're down... Where are they down to now? About uh, four fifty. They're down about seventy-five cents a well, gallon. Well, that's Biden's like fault that. so too. That's, that's good. Yep, that's Biden's fault too. No, well, that was Biden's fault that they went up. So it has to be his fault that they're coming down. Right. I mean, and that's the way it works. Is it Biden gets, responsible his fault for when the they go up and not his when it comes down? Is he responsible for that the was, so that inflation was a good thing. too? Is he and, responsible uh, for yesterday, Cindy called, you know, about this. I'll just he was talk to myself. Hey, the government you doing, was, buddy? All right, I'm doing my I things. sent you an email. I sent you an email and said that uh, the public was frisking the government. And Joe's like, well, how could that be? I don't understand what that could be. I don't I don't see that. And you you don't recall by any chance the 2019... And, and I'm going to tell you what they're doing. you got welfare fraud. you got food stamp <laughs> fraud. You got Medicare fraud, you got Medicaid fraud, you have people that are getting money that for this CARES Act and all this other stuff from the all kinds of things. People send in fraudulent things to get money. It's happened all the time. And even even the guy that's now the governor the, the senator from Florida who was the who, who who was the governor of Florida when he was in charge of hospitals he was he was uh, robbing Medicare and Medicaid. Oh, so, he's robbing them. You know, if you guys if you guys think that the that uh, that the uh, public sector can run things better than the government, they can't because the private sector is full of Donald Trumps. It's full of them, and then 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 they get in office. It doesn't make any difference whether it's the private sector or the government. You got a bunch of crooked people out there, <laughs> and the private sector is not going to run this any better than the government. So everybody in business is a crook because they're just as big a crook. Everybody in a for-profit business is a crook, in your opinion. Is that right? I'm telling you, Joe. I'm that asking people you. In the, in the private sector, are, are as crooked as the people that were in the government because they were the crooks <laughs> in the private sector. Before they got into government, so crooks are everywhere. They're not there, yes, but they there are no are. democratic. That is absolutely right. But there and are no democratic the crooks. The sector's doing a good job right now. Look at their, look what they did with with everything. They they raped the people on gas and on food and everything. They're they're raping the people. But the, so and those are the kind of people you want to. And those are the kind of people you think are better than the people and in the, the government. These are all Republicans. So. These are all Republicans, right? There are no Democrats who fit this. I don't criteria. know whether they're Republicans or Democrats. I don't know whether they are. They're crooks. There's crooks all over this country, and there are crooks before they get into the government. And there's people that are just raping this government right and left. Any right Democratic? Now. 
Any Democratic rapists in out the there? private sector. The private sector is no better than the government at oh, all. Oh, Tom, 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 Tom. Because they you, are the ones that are. And they just the called out Mike. Yeah, you just right now. You just talked about Mike's Kool Aid. I'd say, brother, you are drinking Kool Aid on no, steroids. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, and you don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incidentally, you may want to remember the 2019 raid then under Donald Trump's administration that took out Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, who was a pretty bad dude, too. Or more commonly known but as he al-Baghdadi. Wasn't, he was just al-Baghdadi. a junior right. partner compared to the ones that Obama got. Okay. He's Obama got the big junior, Democrats get bigger terrorists partner. than the Republicans. We got All you. Right, we got you. All right. Thank you so much, sir. As I've said before, right. Republicans bad, yep. Democrats good. <laughs> thank you, Tom. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take more comers. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey, we've got some emails here that'll knock your oh, socks off. But and a text or two, this. too. There you go. Okay, and this is an email. It says, why are the blue Kool-Aid drinkers calling the decline? Why aren't they calling the uh, the blue Kool-Aid drinkers calling the decline in gas the Putin are price you drop? A stroke or something? No, I, let me try this again. Why are the Kool-Aid... See, that's, it should... Why aren't? It should be why aren't. Why are doesn't make sense. No. Why aren't the blue Kool-Aid drinkers calling the decline in gas the Putin, Putin price drop? <laughs> <laughs> the Python the, the poop now, drop. You said you didn't drink any coffee today, and now, now you've you heard know of the, the pi- price. You've heard of the Python poop this is drop, what haven't you? Right? This, is the, this is the Putin price we all pay for Joe's lack of coffee. Well, don't put two peas together like that. I can't handle it. Why are the blue Kool-Aid drinkers calling the decline in gas the Putin price drop? But they aren't. That's the okay, argument. That's they why should they? be. Right, but Hence they are the not. word why aren't instead of why are. All right. And then uh, let's see here. Tell Tom gas isn't down 50 it's up two dollars and fifty cents since it first started going up. And Good typical point. Tom praises Biden for taking out the terrorists, but screamed that Trump will get us in a war after after Trump took out two terrorists. Pathetic, Tom. And Tom did call in and say Trump was going to get us in a war when he did that. Mm-hmm. But now that Biden's doing it, oh, pathetic. it's wonderful. Huh? Pathetic. Pathetic. We're going to look at pathetic. Okay. And then we have another one here from uh, Here's Dick. The definition of pathetic. Pathetic. Well, let's hear the well, then what's the definition? Arousing pity, especially through vulnerability or sadness. She looks so pathetic that I bent down to comfort her. Miserably inadequate. <laughs> a very low standard. He's a pathetic excuse for a man. <laughs> Miserably inadequate. Oh, I like that. 
that would fit us on some days. Well, yeah. <laughs> then Dick, a U.S. Pathetic. <laughs> what are you looking for? A secondary uh, it's, definition? It's teaching me how to say it. Pathetic. Oh, I did well. You, Pathetic. <laughs> yes, you have there not you. mispronounced the word. Dick, pathetic. <laughs> Sorry. Are you going to let me read this? No, this is pathetic. Dick, a U.S. Army vet, says, I watched Senator John Tester. He stated, quote, basically the exact same bill voted on, approved with 84 yeas, unquote. My advice, all volunteer military. We owe each veteran as part of our contract with them. If the politicians have an issue with their obligation to veterans, quote, pick up a weapon and stand a post, unquote. Dick, who's a U.S. Army veteran. I said it was from Dick, a U.S. Army veteran. Well, okay. Sorry. Did you hear that by no, any chance? No, okay. I was having a stroke. That's how I started. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's interesting because that bill, I think the Republicans have a valid point. And I don't know whether, you know, you can make the argument that they should have voted for it no matter this what. This is the burn pit bill. The burn pit bill, right. They mm-hmm. should have They should have probably reintroduced another bill just so they put it on record that made it clear that it was funding only for that. You know, it strikes me the Republicans vote against something, but then they don't introduce a bill. Now, granted, it wouldn't go anywhere in the House. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let it go anywhere. But at least they would be on record as saying, listen, we introduced a bill that addresses the problem but doesn't have all the pork in it. doesn't have the caps. The pork. Well, I think they had a satisfactory bill the first time around, but then when it was changed and came back to them, then they voted no. Right. If I'm following this. So if and they now Pat Toomey and Senator Casey are exchanging barbs. Oh, really? Yes, they're calling each other names, which oh, is well, that's unusual. slightly out of character for both of them. They actually worked well together at the Sometimes, beginning. Sometimes, right. Yep. But this is what partisan politics does to us. It's not about the issue. It's about having a wedge to drive between voters and the other party, and so that I can remain in power and keep on doing what I think is best for America. We need conventional Or states. what I think is best for my party, actually. Get some term limits in there and get some things fixed around here. That's a good point. Should there be term limits? Is the problem that they've been there too long, or is the problem that they've been there as a representative of a political party more than of the people? Well, we had Mr. Mike Malasevich on the radio today, who's a Democratic candidate for Congress in the 15th District. He's been on this show for a number of topics also. He's run a number of times, kind of like Harold Stassen with the Democrats. Right. Yeah, he's just stuck and loves this idea of people having a choice when they go to the polls. They should have a choice, and I commend him for that. I'm glad that they did. That's a short stick. But anyway, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say about him. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, term limits. He says not so fast, in his view, because uh, the real issue isn't longevity or uh, seniority. It is special interest and special interest money that's impacting the votes and influence of these individuals that are there for so long, you know, 20 years and up. What's the private so, sector and the bar association in collusion? Well, the private sector and the bar association. Right, they're working well, that's together. Well, that's in fact, let me think, oh, wait, that's everybody. Okay, right. that's all there is. So you can't, you can't really call everyone a special interest. No, but, you know, I I think the problem is that people are representing their parties before they're representing their people. Right. Well, that's obviously true. You know, and... No big revelation. Well, but still, that's part of the problem, don't you think? If we had Mm -hmm. people that were representing us, and I always love it, in every political campaign, I'm fighting for you. (laughs) Oh, gee, I'm so thrilled that you're fighting for me. And then when you get to Washington, they give you the Republican talking points. And then you call them with an opposing point of view, and they don't even want to talk to you. 
Well, it's funny, Congressman Muser, one of our good listeners, observed this. I wouldn't say I necessarily saw it myself, but uh, said uh, right after he got reelected uh, a year and a half ago, he came back to the region as a reasonable, bipartisan, common sense solution finder. But then when he went back to Washington after that trip, they said, oh, no, you can't be that. So they gave him the Republican talking points. Yeah, we said Congressman Marino brought Republican talking points. We know that they were Republican talking points because they had at the top it of the party. Republican Party talking points. <laughs> so in gold embossed letter from Washington. I often wonder what he did the rest of the day without those without <laughs> talking points. He had to ad lib. So. Probably got into a lot of trouble. That may be why he didn't run again. <laughs> right. He had or to resign. Well, he, no, had he had to resign. resign. Yes. Right. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm off the page. He lost those, lost those talking points. Maybe he that's why he won't talk to us because he knew that we had his talking points here. We actually we have kept them here. for quite a while. Well, we they, they are still around. They're just not in here anymore. So. <laughs> Right. But, yeah, Dems bad, GOP good. That's and all it's you like need to know. This, this classic example, the Democrats praised the Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation when they agreed with them on the one of the stimulus bills. But now that they're saying this bill is not good, now all of a sudden they're the enemy. What do they say about them now? <laughs> John Pierre yesterday had a, a comment on, uh, because she was pushed by Peter Ducey from Fox News. And she's the spokeswoman for yes. President Biden. Right. She's his uh, press secretary. But, you know, she said, well, the, the, in effect, what Congressman Muser said, uh, broken clocks right twice a day, you know, that they've oh, okay. got this wrong. Oh, okay. So, in other words, they were right when they agreed with me, but when they disagree with me, they're, they're wrong. wrong. You know, so, but wouldn't, how refreshing would it be to say, well, you know, the Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation released data over the weekend that said this is going to trickle down to taxation on Americans. I'm going to hold this bill back and take a closer look at it and make sure that isn't true. Well, they accidentally had one Democrat over the weekend on the Sunday shows that admitted it might have a slight impact on inflation, upward inflation. Oh, who was that? He didn't get the talking points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he left them here. All right. To be continued, folks, uh, it's no wonder Congressman Jolly, former Congressman Jolly, who has ties to our area, wants to start a third party. This is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Present. Is on the other side of the glass? No. He's on the <laughs> other side of the table. But he's on the other side of these important issues as well. But we both agree that Washington's busted. And uh, we got to do something about it. Uh, we'd love your opinion about this topic. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We spent uh, the first half of our show today uh, talking about uh, some of the uh, pathetic individuals who inhabit our elected places in Washington, D.C., and how they'd rather do talking points than solutions uh, that would help we the people. So we uh, will invite you to They're weigh fighting in. for us. Right. If you, if, you got the, the, uh, if you got a real gotcha for the Democrats, <laughs> call in. If you got a real gotcha for the Republicans, call us in, because we'd love to participate in dragging this country down into the basement. <laughs> All right. On the mark at WKOK.com is the email. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword 
OTM. Some very brief news headlines here. The borough of Sealance Grove has a new police chief. Chief Shaney Mitchell was sworn in at last night's Sealance Grove Borough Council meeting. Last evening, Chief Mitchell, who's moving to Sealance Grove from Philadelphia, where she was a police lieutenant, was joined by numerous family members and several colleagues from the Philadelphia Police Department who have worked with her over the years. A now 36-year-old man who raped and murdered a little girl in 2001 in Northumberland County has been resentenced in county court after the state Supreme Court ruled that it gives teen after a state Supreme Court ruling that gives teenagers sent to prison for life without parole a chance at his new sentence. Brandon Brown was given a new term, 50 years to life, with credit for time served. Jasmine Stoud's family members were present for that resentencing and carried a picture of the child. The six-year-old was killed by the then 15-year-old Brown in Cole Township, and he had initially been given life without parole. A Washingtonville area man who drowned in the Susquehanna River over the weekend has been identified. The coroner's office in Lycoming County reports that 39-year-old Tuffy Beechel of Blue Springs Terrace, which is in the Washingtonville area, died Saturday evening in the west branch of the Susquehanna. The coroner's office confirmed the cause of death, a drowning there. Pennsylvania's commitment to reducing pollution related to transportation is moving forward. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story. In its latest step toward clean energy, Secretary Yasmin Gramian says PennDOT has submitted a comprehensive electric vehicle infrastructure deployment plan to the U.S. Department of Transportation. The plan recommends the installation of at least 5,000 new EV charging ports at 2,000 sites in Pennsylvania by 2028, leveraging public-private partnerships, cost-sharing mechanisms, and funding through the bipartisan infrastructure law. Ramian says the plan was informed by a public survey which resulted in over 4,000 responses and public comments. There are about 31,000 EVs registered in Pennsylvania, which is almost three times as many as in 2019. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Tonight is Sunbury's National Night Out, 5 to 8 p.m. at the Sunbury Youth and Community Center. Free swimming, giveaways, food, bike raffle, petting zoo, military display, and a lot more tonight. National Night Out. A Union County businessman running for U.S. Congress, Mike Malasevich of Lewisburg, was on WKOK Sunrise today. He's officially running in the 15th District. He waged a writing campaign in the spring primary, and his name will appear on the fall ballot. Congressman G.T. Thompson of Howard, PA, is a Republican incumbent who is seeking re-election. There are some third-party candidates who have stepped forward as well in the race for U.S. Senate and Governor of Pennsylvania. The Libertarian Party candidate for U.S. Senate is Eric Gerhardt, who runs a carpentry firm in Montgomery County. The Keystone Party candidate for Senate is Dan Wasmer. The Libertarian Party candidate for Governor is Joe Solowski, a certified public accountant in Center County. The Green Party candidate for Governor is Christina DiGiulio. Uh, she's an environmental activist and former Department of Defense chemist. You can read more about that at WKOK.com. Uh, Fox News has a poll on the Shapiro-Mastriano race, saying Democrat Josh Shapiro is outpolling Republican Doug Mastriano 50% to 40%. For U.S. Senate, they say Democrat John Fetterman is outpolling his Republican nominee, Dr. Mamet Oz, 47% to 36%. Did you hear on uh, Gordon Deal's program this morning, they did a story about uh, uh, Mr. Shapiro apparently having his associates spend a considerable amount of money plugging Doug Mastriano for the gubernatorial 
gubernatorial nomination mm-hmm. of the Republican Party, believing right. he's easier to beat. Right. Should they be doing that? Well, if Either I were, side. Should yeah, if side? I were, you know, I, I think if, if you're in charge of one of these political parties, your mindset is you do absolutely positively whatever it takes, takes. to win. But, you know, think of the donors. Did people who donated to the Democratic Party, did they say, oh, I'm hoping this goes to the Mastriano campaign? Or did they want it to support? Or did they, did they donate? You know, what's the mindset of the donor, I guess, would be maybe a bigger issue. We know there's sort of a moral asterisk to supporting so, the other but, side. But, but it's more it common say, today. What does it say about, I don't want to use the word morality, but I think maybe it fits, of, of the people who don't really want this person, think they'd be a terrible governor, mm-hmm. but yet they think they'd be a great nominee for the other party because we can beat them. Right, we can beat them. So, in other well, words, they take money that was intended for to promote them, mm-hmm. and they use it to promote someone else. It, it just strikes me as being all the wrong stuff. Maybe it wasn't, the money wasn't donated to promote them, it was promote, or it was donated to elect them, and if that's the strategy to get them elected, no, I think it's definitely a moral asterisk that you have to decide, you know, do you want your Democratic dollars supporting Republican candidates that you know are onerous? Well, Doug Mastriano's. The funny thing was, by the time the Democrats started contributing to Doug Mastriano's campaign, he was already way ahead yeah, of the poll. Yeah, he was, and he probably would have beaten uh, Lou Barletta anyway, but suppose he hadn't. Mm-hmm. Suppose that all things being equal, that he couldn't generate that support and Lou Barletta because let's face it in the last weeks before the election the Republican mainstream if you will was coalescing around uh, on Lou Barletta. Lou Barletta yeah so well, to no avail, nope. to no impact. Maybe it helped Mastriano, uh, because once people saw Might that th- this is how the inside clubhouses work, and we want to make sure that we're out of lockstep with that. All right, we do have some other very brief national headlines, but these are kind of updates on things that we've talked about occasionally on this show. The White News Nation is the service that's reporting this. Supposedly, the in, White uh, News Nation. No, 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 <laughs> I'm uh, too White. many. Makes it sound like I'm a blending my words organization. Here. I'm using your word order. <laughs> my. My more order. Order. Word order. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to read. Now you are you having a stroke? You, you put it on me now. All right. This is from News Nation, the new Next Star news service. That sounds better than White Nation. <laughs> supposedly objective. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> the White House is defending a Homeland Security decision to close four gaps in the U.S.-Mexico border wall in an open area of southern Arizona near Yuma. Yuma, one of the busiest sectors for illegal crossing. The Biden administration authorized the completion of the Trump-funded U.S.-Mexico border wall Thursday, quote, saying there's not going to be another foot of wall constructed on my administration, not another foot, President Biden had said back in 2020, unquote. Uh, The president had pledged during his campaign to cease wall construction, but now says this is for the safety of individuals sneaking across the border. There have been several deaths in this area. It's for their safety. Okay. All right, not ours. Well, then why wouldn't it be for their safety if we erected the wall all I along the border? To be adamantly opposed to border security was a stupid position back in 2020. Right. Well, you, you know, like, oh, I'm absolutely positive. Whatever President Trump did, I'm going to undo. Well, what if it was something that helped us? What was that old thing? Stupid is as stupid does? Right. I still don't know Forrest what that Gump. means. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to know what that means. All right. Here's another topic. Uh, former President Donald Trump's first wife, Ivana Trump. Now, I want you to tell me, is this a valid point or is this bad reporting, okay? Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to tell you who wrote it. A former President Donald Trump
Trump's first wife, Ivana Trump, has been buried at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, which could reportedly mean a tax break for the Trump family. What, that's now a funeral part? <laughs> no, hold on. The New York Post... Oh, I'm sorry, it's in the story also. Never mind. The New York Post reports Ivana Trump was laid to rest near the first hole at the New Jersey golf course, not far from the main clubhouse, with white flowers and a plaque marking the fresh grave site with her name and date she was born and died. The mother of three, uh, she's the mother of three of the ex-president's children, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, and Ivanka Trump. Uh, she died July 14th at the age of 73. Photos of the burial plot have sparked some criticism, some calling it bland and isolated. Oh, we have a call coming in. Yes, okay. we do. All right, some say it's bland and isolated. The former model who was married to Donald Trump from 1977 to 1992 was well known for her lines of jewelry, etc. It's also raised question about whether Donald Trump stands to financially benefit from the burial location. Insider reports New Jersey uh, state tax code states any land that's dedicated to cemetery purposes is exempt from all taxes, rates, and assessments. Cemetery companies are also specifically exempt from paying any real estate taxes, tax rates, and assessments, or personal property taxes on the land, as well as business taxes, sales taxes, income taxes, and inheritance well, taxes. Well, hot damn, bury me in my backyard, will you? All that right. way my family will be tax-free for the rest of their lives. All right, so that's one <laughs> aspect of this. But Trump has reportedly planned, has always planned to build a graveyard for family members <laughs> at the golf course, the golf course. <laughs> course for more than a decade, later amending the proposal to include a 284-plot cemetery with grave sites available for sale. Tax documents from the Trump Family Trust published by ProPublica also show two plans to designate a property in Hackettstown, New Jersey, 20 miles from Bedminster, as a nonprofit cemetery company. Trump, age 76, previously said he wants to be buried at the golf course, too. Mr. Trump specifically chose this property for his final resting place as it is his favorite property, his company wrote in a 2014 tax filing, according to the New York Post. <laughs> okay, well. So bad reporting of a strange uh, real estate. Lengthy reporting. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, no argument there. Oh, my gosh, the line's Yeah, but we have three calls All right, hanging so anyway. on here. Right. But I, I, I don't think it's a good idea to bury people in a golf course. Well, it's his property. Although I have golf dug up what he happens to do on it, but it's his. In my golfing days, I dug enough divots to bury somebody. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. All right, let's get to our phone lines. Dale, you're on the marker right ahead. Yeah, I just think that uh, last election, I think, had the most votes of all time. I think the whole thing with that is ages 18 to 25, they're not vote. They're not voting at all. They're not even listening to you. You know why? Because they know it's God gave us amendments. That's all we need to live by. We don't need to live by laws. And so what they're going to try to do is create some kind of controversy where it's mail and ballots, and then they're going to have, then they're going to vote for these young kids. What what is so it God gave us, Dale? Next election, next election, I say probably only fifteen percent of the population votes. Dale, what is it God gave so basically us? Basically, they're lying to you. Dale. I mean, don't <laughs> cause controversy. I mean, that's that's the whole gig with you guys, the media and the uh, government. They cause controversy so they can act like there's a manufacture problems, and the kids don't want to hear that. They're way more smarter than they do. Dale, what, mean, what did you say God gave us, Dale? Amendments. Amendments? Amendments yeah. to what? 
What Dale kind of amendment? Kill, you know, that's all those those aren't amendments, Dale. Those are commandments. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Well, okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Okay, right, whatever. That's what Moses said. Whatever. All we have to do is try to be half decent people. That's it. That's all we need to do. <laughs> so, I mean, the laws are, are cause controversy, and it causes nothing but problems. So, the voting is, uh, is going to be totally lie. The turnout for the voting is, is going to be less than fifteen percent because the gig is up. It's all it's all fake. The kids are way smarter than that. I mean, it took the baby boomers, you're twenty five years old, thirty years old, to realize the Easter Bunny wasn't real. So this generation. Are oh dealing no! With wait a minute. Uh-oh. Don't you come down on the Easter Bunny while I'm on this show? Yeah, not if you're talking I'm about commandments. You know, you know, controversy is a big money. The big money. You know that is controversy. Because the media and government. So I think the kids are a lot smarter than that. They just, they shot themselves in the foot. They, that's it. They're done. The 18, 25 year olds are not voting. People, it's going to be 15 percent of the population that vote. So they're going to try to do the mail-in ballot so they can try to manipulate the numbers. It's common sense. Some people are giving brains. Some people are giving peanuts. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe I'm blessed with a brain. All right, we're, we've got to go. we got another caller. Thank you, Dale. I'm glad you weren't born with a peanut. All right. <laughs> Let that go. Uh, Stan, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. <laughs> yeah, over the uh, top of the hour news thing they were talking about in PA here, that they're going to fund uh, EV charging stations across the state. The right. State is. Yipper. 2,000 locations. Large, large number of them, wasn't it? 5,000 in 2,000 locations. I have a real problem with that. What? Real problem. Real problem. When was the last time the state funded uh, a local gas station to be built? Never. Exactly. So why should they fund EV charging stations to be built anywhere in the state, or in the country for that matter? Why should the taxpayers be funding that? Well, and do the taxpayers pay for the uh, power that they get from these stations? Well, that's 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 the question. Who who's going to really benefit from this? Because the state will put out the money, get nothing in return. The electric companies are going to provide the electricity and get paid for it, and whoever's operating the charging stations will get paid for operating the charging stations because it's not free to plug into those things. So everybody's going to get paid, except the taxpayer is going to get screwed once again. But I think it's 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 outrageous. But the planet will be greener. Uh, No, it won't. Well, what uh, about no, that's all these? The biggest lie there ever was told. Well, not only that, but look at all the times that they tell us don't run our air conditioning because the grid can't take all the power surge. Then they're telling us to go out and buy electric cars and plug them in. They don't tell us not to do power surges. They do. They tell you to conserve electricity. Do you read what PPL sends out? PPL says, well, yeah, they want you to conserve, right? So they can sell it to somebody else. But it, it's well, not. Now you're well, starting to sound the grid like can't handle it. <laughs> but they say the grid can handle it. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, okay, so if you if you had a uh, five million, I don't know how many. What what is the population of Pennsylvania? Five six million, maybe a little more. Twelve million, I think. Uh, Ten million. Okay, so. 
say say 10 million people had electric cars, and every night they go to their garage, park their car, and plug it in. What's that going to do to the grid? The children. The way don't. it is right now. It won't Collapse. be. It won't be that many because children don't have a car. First of all, and secondly, some oh, okay. people. Some, well, that's why I put it at 10 million instead of 12. Some. But, okay. Some so older we'll, folks we'll don't have a car. Million, it's actually 12.79 million. Okay, so I was pretty close at 13. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Stan. What else so, you got? Well, the, the, the border wall. So Biden's going to do it for the for the safety of the illegals. <laughs> yes, he's oh, got to. That, he that has is to. the most lame excuse I've ever heard. Now they probably the, did the like illegals uh, are putting themselves in danger, not the U.S. people. Well, it's better than saying, "Boy, did I make a stupid mistake when I shut down building the wall?" Right. Exactly. Yeah, that would <laughs> that would be better. But he's, but he's not better... going to build it all. Not well, he yet. said not Which another foot of the wall would be built on his administration. Well, that was in 2020. <laughs> no, it's not a foot. It's a couple meters or miles, probably. Okay. So he's correct. Not one foot, but it will be a miles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, so, I'm just glad, know, he's, were, uh, I'm glad he's seeing yeah, the light. It's, it's insane. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, he's seeing the light. I don't think we're very well served by anyone in Washington lately. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and, and the other thing is, Mark, you were talking about Trump, uh, and I didn't catch all of it. Uh, you know, possibly burying him, having himself buried on on his uh, golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, creating a cemetery there, and yep. you said it's private property, which it is. He can do whatever he wants with his private property. But you know, did you did you hear the story out in California where, and it's the law, the people in the, uh, the representatives and the senators out there in the legislature pass laws. They want to charge people that have private property, private wells that they've dug and put the pumps down and spent all the money on. They want those people to pay the state of California for the water that they pull out of their well. Hmm. Why? So, what? Why? Because they can. They think because they passed the law. Okay. And it's you know, of course, everything underground is you know California's. All right, we got to hit the, the break. Thank so you so much. So, in other much, words, yeah. if I find gold under my yard, I got to give that to the state too. <laughs> well, you never know, Joe. <laughs> have a good one. Thank you, you Stan. Too. All right, got to hit a break, and then we're going to have a couple minutes with Chris. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we got a caller standing by by the name of Stephen Portnoy. He's the CBS White House correspondent for CBS News. And he's on the news line. We're going to talk to him about the COVID-19 that seems to be lingering in the president and has him back in isolation and the counterterrorism strike. So good morning, Stephen. Thank you so much for uh, making yourself available yes, today. Yes, thank you, Steve. We're delighted to have you. 
You bet, fellas. Good to be with you. Tell them it's about this rollout of the information yesterday. It seemed like one inf- one piece of information was coming from one place and another from another. Of course, when now we have the whole story. Is that typical that this kind of information starts to leak out in advance? AP had almost the whole story early in the afternoon. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. I mean, look, um, uh, there is always an anatomy of how these things are reported and how they become known. I can tell you that this was a well-kept secret up until the moment that the White House decided to let the world know about it. What we know is that the strike happened at a, about 8.30, or sorry, 9.30 our time on Saturday night. Okay, so this would have been 6.30 in the morning, give or take, in Kabul, Afghanistan on Sunday morning. So it's uh, late Saturday here. The White House was able to keep a lid on it for almost 48 hours until they decided that the president would address the country at 7.30 last night from the Blue Room balcony. And so the way that the word broke was they, they alerted reporters that the president would have remarks at 7.30 on a counterterrorism matter. And then uh, the word essentially it became known through Washington, because you have to remember that when the president's going to make an announcement like this, before he does, he wants to make sure that the congressional leadership is briefed. And so people start to talk at that point. And that's how certain news organizations are able to uh, get the word out, because the more people who know, the more uh, people are likely to share it with reporters. And that's pretty much what happened in the roughly two hours before the president told the whole country. What kind of information is available to you as a White House reporter uh, in advance of this type of thing? I mean, you just get a rough outline, or did you actually know more than uh, the president wants to talk about a, a terrorism issue? Yeah, so um, it's, it, I don't want to get too much into our sourcing, but I can tell you that at a certain point, um, we do reach out to people in town who, who have heard formally from the White House that, uh, that this is the news that's coming. The White House did arrange a call for reporters so that we, in the aftermath of the president's remarks, would have some of the background as to how this all played out, which is how the details of uh, the, the, the use of the Hellfire missile, um, how long it, he, the president and his aides had been tracking this. Uh, these are some of the details that are provided by the White House to reporters in, in mass uh, on a, essentially a widely organized conference call so that we can all, uh, once the signal is given, the president has concluded his remarks, we can then backfill with all this additional information that the White House has provided us. I thought we were done in Afghanistan. <laughs> Are we not? Well, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, th- 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 that's part of the uh, the response. Look, the president said a year ago when the Taliban was on the march and the United States evacuated Afghanistan that there would always be the potential for over-the-horizon strikes to see to it that Afghanistan did not become a haven for terrorists. And what we now know, according to the White House, is that this al-Qaeda leader was being uh, held safely in downtown Kabul, in the same, essentially the same neighborhood where Westerners and diplomats were living just prior to the fall of Kabul. So the Taliban takes over the country and the capital, and they provide safe harbor to this al-Qaeda leader. What's remarkable and what's important to stress is the fact that the United States was able to figure that out and to send in a drone that was able to kill him and only him, according to officials, nobody else. And how do they do that? Well, uh, the White House says that they, de- they determined what they're calling a pattern of life, that essentially Amin al-Zawari would leave his apartment or house and go onto this balcony in the early morning hours. And it was uh, just him, and he was observed through, I don't know whether it's spy satellites or other kind of technology, 
doing this. And so they knew that, or they had the sense that it would just be him and only him. The president, we're told, was keen to make sure that the um, uh, United States took pains to not have any civilian casualties or any other uh, damage done. So the Hellfire missiles, which are precision-guided missiles, and they have apparently they have these, these, these they have blades that allow uh, them to do damage beyond your typical explosive device, and so uh, that's essentially what happened. And 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 the strike was ordered, and it, it went off. And a big question is because no Americans were told were on the ground how it is that the U.S. is so confident that it got Ayman al Zawari. And what we're told is that there are multiple intelligence streams and multiple ways of confirming, but they're not telling us what those ways are or what those streams are. So we essentially have to take the White House's word for it. Steve, I know your time is limited, but one question. The president, of course, has had rebound uh, COVID. Um, what are you getting from uh, hearing from the, the sources at the White House about his condition and his prognosis now? Well, look, I mean, the country saw the president last night on television, so he seemed, uh, for the most part, uh, looking and sounding normal. Um, the White House says that it was braced for the potential that he might still wind up testing positive, and that is what has happened. So he's going to remain in isolation, and it's mainly to protect those around him from becoming infected. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your analysis. We always appreciate these availabilities. Thank you, sir. Yes, thanks a lot. You bet. Take care. Appreciate that. Stephen uh, Portnoy from uh, CBS News. All right, we're going to continue on WKOK's On the Mark program, 1-800-795-9565. Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. uh, Just to get for stand edification, in Colorado, it's uh, you're not allowed to collect the rainwater that falls in your house. Hmm. And in Pennsylvania, I think it's officially discouraged. Really? To collect rainwater? Yeah, look it up sometime. But that's not what I called about. Well, different organizations give out rain barrels for you to hook to your downspout. But yes, I guess they it, do. <laughs> but it would... But, uh, uh, look up uh, collecting rainwater is illegal, and they have a thing on what states have what rules about it. Okay, what else? But in any case... Uh, the vet's bill. I think what happened is that, well, Tommy, or Toomey, what's it? Tommy, I guess. Toomey, no, uh, Toomey. What's it, Toomey? I thought I was sure corrected me the Throw other way it yesterday, but anyway, <laughs> Toomey, Toomey uh, objected, had the same object, objection the first time it passed. And and not many Republicans had any interest in it. And then they made a minor change that didn't involve that, and they came back, and the same objection was raised, and this time enough Republicans objected to that to stop the bill. And they didn't... They they didn't... uh, explain themselves very well so the people who had been waiting around and working on this bill to pass and the soldiers who needed it for a number of years have tried several times to get this bill done apparently and so they were pretty upset that about this last minute pull the rug out from underneath these us and the correction the republicans wanted made it also so that they had to maybe re-vote every year on this money. 
Right. So the soldiers wouldn't be confirmed, wouldn't know that just because they got the money for the necessary stuff one year, they wouldn't do the next year. And so they were pretty upset at the Republicans. And then the Republicans fist bumped about it at the end. They're, they're defeating the bill, which made people more mad. And they, having come on the heels of the chips bill passing and Manchin announcing he found something he could vote for, it seemed like the Republicans were only trying to stop this out of uh, anger at the Democrats having too many victories. But Chris, isn't it reasonable, isn't it reasonable, and I'm serious about this, isn't it reasonable if you're doing a budget to budget what you think you're going to need for this year and then next year decide how big the problem is, how big the issue is, and how much money you're going to need, rather than just saying, here's a pool of zillion dollars, use it, if you can't use it for this, use it for something else. Well, I'm not sure exactly what that means relative to use it for something else that year or use it for something else eventually with the, what it's passed. Well, if it's year to year, and the so, chances that, that it can be abused are lesser. And that makes a big difference, which it is. Okay, but if, if I give you uh, unlimited, or Do let's you say I give you... Fu- money if you if That's the question I'm asking. If what? If you, you lose the money if you don't use it. Well, unfortunately, that's what happens in a lot of government programs. You can. That's what happens with a lot of government programs. If you don't use it, you lose it. It's not clear that that's what happened, how how this one works. I think that's both parties' faults, then. If they agree, if both they agree, if they both agree there's a problem, if they both agree there's a problem, they should be able to find a way to solve it that everybody can agree on. And it shouldn't become a partisan political issue where the Democrats are saying, oh, the Republicans don't like veterans, and the Republicans are saying, oh, the Democrats are trying to throw money at other problems. We should be able to find a way to enact a piece of needed legislation without all this acrimony. Oh, okay. Well, yes, uh, of course. But uh, uh, Republicans should have noted that if they were going to back the argument they're making now, they should have noticed the second, first time because Toomey uh, pointed it out to them. Okay, but then why didn't the Democrats say, listen, all right, if that's your problem, let's sit down here and we'll address it right now. We can solve this in five minutes. They didn't know it wasn't going to pass until it didn't pass. No, but when it didn't pass. I, I mean, it could be brought up again. get it done. It could be brought up again. Why didn't they yeah, say, they, what can it, we do? How fast is it going to move this time? Is it going to be uh, where one of those deals where you can pass it in one day, or does it have... If it's a new bill, does it have other stuff to go through? I don't know. Well, I'm but a, I'm, I'm explaining to you why everybody was so upset. Right. Said, said about it. Uh, that's that's what I was trying to explain. I just think there's got to be a better way than the way we're doing things in D.C. these days. And uh, the the inflation bill. Oh, the the, the tax thing. Though you're trying to make it the Putin the Putin price drop. Right. Well, Putin hasn't changed anything he's doing, so he's certainly not involved in the, the gas price dropping. That's why it's not called that. If Putin walked away from the from the, and it wasn't the Democrats who were calling it that. In the, it wasn't. Well, it was the Democrats who were calling it yes, that it was. in the first place <laughs> because it was a result of the Ukraine war, and the Ukraine war is still going on. So that's obviously not the reason. That's why it's not called the the Ukraine war price drop. 
the Putin price yeah. drop. So, in yeah, other words, Putin's, Putin's only drop. responsible when things go up. If they go I down, I the Ukraine war one. I don't, you know, and I blame Putin for the Ukraine war. So you can call it Putin if you want. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Anything else, sir? And I, I hope you have been following something about the Secret Service and the corruption of it and the cover-up that the Trump people were doing from mm-hmm. the looks of things. It's troubling. It's very troubling. It is. And it is another example of what, when you put people like Trump in charge, what happens. So, in other words, Trump told the Secret Service what to do, and they did it. Well, no, he fostered a... a, a, No, he put put his man in charge of it, who either decided on his own or on orders from Trump to do it. The guy who would follow his orders even when they were illegal, just like did in other places. Then, allegedly, why didn't they take him to the Capitol when he demanded to be taken to the Capitol? They're not stupid. It might have been a different group in charge of who's, uh, who's, uh, in terms of the personal safety of the president, or another group knew what he was trying to do by going to the Capitol and either considered it uh, anti-constitutional or too dangerous for the president to be involved. The Secret Service routinely covered up Jack Kennedy's affairs and dalliances with other women. You know, they have always tried to protect... They have always tried to protect the president. You know, so it's a natural thing. Their job is to protect him. And I think sometimes they look at that and say, okay, well, I guess that means if he's doing something bad, we got to, you know, turn our backs on it, which I don't think they should, but I think that's what happens. All right, we got to hit the road. Chris, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Oh, no. No last word. Thank you, I'd sir. i up another topic, and that'd be more than a few words. Okay. All right. Thank Thanks a lot, Chris. Yep. Thank, Thank you so much care, for buddy. the call. Very much appreciate it. All right. got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Got another vehicle to talk about. Yes, this time the Hyundai Sonata. It's one of the most uh, popular vehicles in the world. It's, of course, it's a coupe, but uh, very sporty. You can see some of the young people sliding these around the corners. How about this? 44 miles to the gallon. <laughs> I kid you not. That's what they're getting on the highway now. Has a fabulous uh, score from Consumer Report. 2.5 liter four cylinder engine, eight speed automatic transmission, and just ultra smooth. It's going to average 31 miles to the gallon, and you'll get 44 on the highway overall. But that's with the hybrid version, I should add. But six speed transmission and very, very smooth on the hybrid, and it's going to be a great vehicle for you to have. It's got all the bells and whistles, and it's got all the warning flags and bells and things, and lane holding and side warnings. And everything else, pedestrian detection, you name it. And that's a Hyundai Sonata. It's available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for a couple of more callers. We've really talked about the bitter divide in the U.S., the burn pit legislation, a wide range of other things. Plus, we had Steve Portnoy on the line from CBS talking about the president's COVID a little bit, but also uh, the counterterrorism strike uh, that the U.S. uh, perpetrated in Afghanistan. All right, Jim, thank you for waiting. You are on the mark. Good morning. I would posit that the Secret Service has not always done their job. From the beginning, the guy who was supposed to be guarding Lincoln was drinking, and uh, that's how Lincoln got assassinated. But that wasn't the Secret Service back then. They were created later. Well, it was, it was but it was supposed to be a protective detail, and it was supposed to, to uh, uh, 
work and, and do the same thing the Secret Service is doing today. Yeah, I think um, McKinley and Garfield would also agree with you that they let him down. <laughs> yes. So, um, but, uh, hey, um, I, I hope I, I don't get, um, I, I, I don't cross any line here, but, uh, um, you know, um, we can just keep bitching or we could do something. And I decided to do something. Um, on August 9th at the Fountain Springs Country Club, that's the old, uh, well, what was the Country Club? It's now called the Fountain Springs Country Inn. 52 Country Club Road outside of Ashland. Uh, we're going to, um, starting a new group called We the People. We're going to have our first meeting. And um, what I hope to do is have some candidates come and talk, but more importantly, the people come and talk. But, uh, um, you guys know how you put out a, a well, fire? Well, th this program is not about events. In other words, we don't promote yeah, events I'm on the sorry. show. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to cross the line. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, email, email, uh, email, email us email us all the information. And we certainly would uh, have okay, a spot well, for you on one of our other programs. Newsroom at WKOK.com. Thank you. You have a good day. Hey, you, you too, too buddy. Thank you. Take care. Harry, you get a break. Your caller's done already. Go ahead. You're on the mark. Uh, yeah, I, I've just been uh, with this dog and pony show here. I mean, the hearings for January 6th. I have a couple of uh, questions about it. One, I haven't really followed it that much because I think it's it's a rehash. But if I'm not mistaken, wasn't this information all gone over in all these hearings? Wasn't that done as the second impeachment trial? No, no, they're, they're finding out all kinds of nuances and details and more Lots information. Of stuff. And, and uh, so, okay, okay. So then, it's uh, it's basically what should have been done for the first investigation if they hadn't rushed it through for the fastest impeachment trial in the history of of the nation, is what you're saying. Then, so it's still a miscarriage of what Congress should have been, or is supposed to do for us anyhow. Well, right. you, you certainly can say that if you wish to. It would probably still be going on if we had started it during the impeachment time. But I think also impeachment just has one potential focus, potentially coming up with uh, criminality on the part of the president. So there's just one focus. This has a wide range. I right. think they have four subcommittees Excellent for this one. Excellent point. That's a very, very good point. Right. And I just think well, that okay. this okay. has... And uh, that's why I, I, I didn't know. And that's why I guess I'm looking. Because what, what I'm looking at is I'm, I'm looking at the fact that here's in this country we're trying to uh, correct supply chain issues pricing issues inflation issues <laughs> recession issues oh, i take that back because we don't have a recession because we've now changed the definition of a recession <laughs> yeah. but i i think there's more important things that the less than august members of congress could be worried about than rehashing something from there that they can't get a consensus on even in in their own party as to who's wrong and who's right and i just think it's time to move on when not the only that. i think it's kind of i think it's kind of like uh, ford did the right thing when he pardoned nixon because it was something that the country did not need and i think that's where we're at now let's move on and get on to the business of the country pardon trump that's just my opinion don't see well, President Biden doing that anytime it, it's soon. A, it's a good one. The problem I have is that there's no Perry Mason involved here. There's nobody for the defense, you know, because I don't yeah. think the two Republicans on that committee are exactly standing up for President Trump. And not that he, he doesn't, um, he deserves somebody to stand up for him, but I'm not at all sure that he doesn't deserve the censure he's getting out of all this. Well, I'm not sure either, but but I think we've, I think we've pretty much hit what the what the levels are i think 
as far as proving everything, I, I it's one of those deals where it's almost like a kangaroo court at this point. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I, I just see it as the fair trial at noon and hanging at twelve thirty. That's that's the <laughs> mentality here. <laughs> All right, we got yeah, you, Harry. Thank you up. so much. Lock him up. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. You have a good day, guys. Take care, man. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll probably have time for one more caller. We'll be, we have one on the line, but we'll probably be able to have one additional one. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, let's see, real quick, something in a text All that's right. over here. Uh, according to text, Stan, the electric charge stations will be charged by solar panels. Oh, oh okay. that good. And then, uh, is Senator Tester telling tall tales? Was the burn pit bill 100% the same bill? Or is the problem that the bill was so big it wasn't read the first time? Well, NPR said the first bill, uh, these are totally made-up numbers, I don't remember. The first bill was $17 million. 962 million? yes words and oh. then the next one was 18 and a half million words so something changed in between oh, thank god we don't pay them by the word in washington <laughs> dave you're on the mark yes good morning gentlemen uh in the burn pit situation having spent six years in the military i wonder how many other bases around the world have had the same kind of problems that they had uh, down there in Georgia. Well, probably quite a few. I mean, we've been all over the world many times. Why yes, and a lot of the bases have been, of course, been shut down in recent years, including like the uh, National Guard uh, barracks uh, here in Sunbury uh, up on Mile Hill. Right, and there were. I don't know uh, what they did up there, particularly, but. Uh, well, what is who it there, Dave? What is it they're burning in these burn pits? What's what's what are they? They well, can't be burning toxic. No, but they're they're I, claiming harm, and that that would we're imply talking about something two toxic. different things here. Well, he said about the yeah. burn pits. That was his top. No, subject. now he's talking about Camp Lejeune. And that's water. Right. What are we talking about? Burn pits or water? Well, the burn pits. Okay. That, oh. that I. <laughs> That, no burn pits uh, in our, Georgia. Well, the military was destroying all kind of whatever garbage they had, uh, you know, stuff from the motor pool or whatever. You didn't know what they were just burning in these pits. You know, people had to realize that the, the stuff you burn can be dangerous. <laughs> you know, I, well, I can't believe they, they were doing that, it. That they were doing it, yeah. I can, and uh, having. You know, like when I was in Hawaii, I was stationed at a Navy base, and we didn't have much of anything military, I'll say 
armament or anything there, but uh, I was at Schofield Barracks, uh, great Army base, and Pearl Harbor, and, and you know, just didn't have any burn pits. All over the place. Did you have burn pits uh, there? I I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't there at night to see what they were doing. So, well, it just seems right. to be that some common sense should have taken place, and the military should yeah. have said, "Maybe this isn't the best idea ever." And who was yeah, it that said, I, "Hey, here's a good idea"? I was at, uh, <laughs> where I was, I don't know how they got rid of the trash. I have no clue. Burned okay. it in a pit. Hey, thanks, Thank you Dave. so much, Appreciate Dave. Thanks call. for calling yeah. in. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll take all comers tomorrow. we got open phones scheduled, and uh, we'll enjoy that. Joe will be back. I'll be back. Rob Center will be back. Everybody will be back, and we'll be back on, on the morning. Will we be back tomorrow? I don't know. There's no way to know. This is WDK OK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.